1986, correct me if I'm wrong, you made your curling broadcasting debut, and I think it was right here in Kamloops. Is that correct? It is, and it was the uh, Canadian Mixed um, at the old uh, Memorial Gardens, I guess, and um, which I understand now is an historic site. I didn't know that. But, uh, yeah, in 86, it was uh, Dave Van Dyne of, out of Ontario who did win against uh, Randy Furby and uh, Pat Ryan and their respective wives. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that was my very first event uh, here. And then we drove through a blizzard of a snowstorm. We got hung up at Revelstoke on our way to Red Deer for the Canadian Juniors. Yeah, but it all began here in Kamloops. You're right. And you couldn't have really known at that point, but that was the start of uh, basically a Hall of Fame, Curling Canada Hall of Fame career. I mean, <laughs> when you think back about that, getting you start in Kamloops, I mean, how much has the game meant to your life? No, I mean, not uh, honestly, and no one could have. And uh, But you know what? I've, uh, you know, to paraphrase Gehrig, luckiest man in the world. I've been associated with a wonderful game, some uh, terrific people, uh, from Ray Turnbull, who's now passed, to uh, Linda Moore, and now with the likes of uh, the Russ, Cheryl is not with us, of course. So she's left us. Uh, Kathy, Gochi, uh, Brian, and uh, now welcoming Joanne Courtney. So, you know, it's um, I've been blessed. Quite simply, I've been blessed. How many Scotties will this be for you? Well, it's uh, let's count the uh, let's count the years, and you have to take off a few pairs of shoes and mitts. This is year number thirty-six. Year number 36. Number 36. Yeah, we missed one year, and I want to say it was 2006 because TSN lost the curling contract. It all went to CBC. And uh, one year, people, uh, thankfully, people were very upset, and uh, CBC didn't have the place to put it. They were putting it on some other sites, I think Cross Country Canada or something, and people couldn't find it. Those were the early days of the added channels. And so people were very upset, and we were. And that's how I got into NASCAR. Actually, I went from covering uh, curling to uh, traveling the NASCAR circuit, and from uh, Daytona and tight places like that. And uh, anyway, one year later, uh, after all the uh, ooh and cry, we were back on the air. Okay, so I know it's a lot to pick from, but is there one moment to you of all the Scotties that you've done, as far as? a moment on the ice that happened that stands out to you, your favorite Scotty's moment? Well, you know, and, and that's tough because I, the, the, even the people, my, the people around me know that I flush things. <laughs> it turns out, um, I'm not, I'm not sure what you do, but I, I, I tend to, people say, well, who won two hours ago? And I go, uh, let me think. Um, so I can't really, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I, I'd have to say, uh, I, I'd be hard pressed. I mean, even on the men's side of things, there is one event on the men's side that actually sticks out for me, and that was in '17, in St. John's, Newfoundland, and Guju winning at home. That to me was and is probably my biggest curling memory. So, um, for you, I mean, recent memory, I'd have to say us coming all all of us coming through that bubble in uh, in Calgary in 21. That was an unbelievable difficult thing to do, whether it was from the broadcast side. Many of us were away for uh, six to eight weeks. The curlers who were locked up in their rooms went to the the, uh, ice surface, played, went back, were isolated, uh, 
And then some of them, like Carrie Anerson, who was, I think, away for almost two months because she played in everything. Um, now, that probably is the, one of the more, I don't want to say memorable. It was memorable for a different reason. But I think the fact that we actually got through it was, uh, was truly extraordinary. Your, do you have a favorite call of your own, like a call, a call that you remember that sticks out um, that you thought, man, I really, I really kind of nailed that one? And on the flip side, is there a time where you felt like, man, I, I kind of missed the moment here. I didn't rise to the moment. Is there anything that stands out in those two areas for you? You know, again, it's one of those things where I don't, I don't think about it. Um, I always, I'm one of those that believes less is more. Yeah. So uh, I'll let the uh, I'll let the crowd, uh, and quite often I'll say uh, I'll, you, you, the crowd will tell you what's happened. And sure enough, I mean if the shot is made, they explode. Uh, and so in saying that, sure as a broadcaster, there are times you go, well, maybe I could have said more. But if you believe in fact, as I do, less is more. Well, then I can't feel that way. I there are some days when I hit it. Uh, like 17, when I think I've, I've set it up properly. You know, we all have our roles. And, you know, Cheryl and Russ at that time, they set it up, they go to their point, and now they stop. And now it's my idea. Set it up. You know, the fact that that stone is coming down and um, Jeff Walker, wounded wing, has to get out of the way and, you know, up comes Mark Nichols and they drag it to the forefoot. Can you get it there? Yes, they do. And bang. The place explodes. Now I just shut. I just shut up because there's nothing I can say that doesn't the crowd doesn't say, and explains everything about the emotion or the or the players on the ice, the crying, the 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 uh, that kind of emotion. Can I add anything to that? No. My best thing is just to shut up and get out of the way. And sometimes, <laughs> I, and sometimes I'll I'll hear broadcasters. Uh, and I'll say, geez, guy, I can see it. I know what's going on. Stop, stop, stop. And, you know, when they want make that, that customary parade down the ice, I introduce them, and then I get out. And I just let that emotion play. There's nothing you have to say about it. So, no, I, that's I've always, uh, not to be too wordy about it, I've always believed less is more. Thank you very much. That was, that was a great explanation. I got my own personal Vic Router calling, calling there too. I've got a huge smile on my face right now. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's great. Um, uh-huh. I, I was going to ask you about, um, you mentioned Dave Van Dyne. I think you came back here. So that was, nine, that was 86. You were back here in 98 for the Men's World, 96 for the Briar when Stoughton won, and 2014 when Cooey won the Briar. Did, yeah, did I miss any there for you for you coming to Kamloops? No, I mean listen, I it it it's you know, it's funny because I had we haven't been here for a while, and it's like a lot of communities. Um, you make that turn and you go, oh yeah, I remember waiting for the train, <laughs> getting, into the, getting into the Sandman. Oh yeah, I remember. If I went down two blocks, I could go over the pass. That's it. Now I remember. Uh, so. In that respect, I, I remember things as they come back to me. But no, you know, as I say, I, uh, I listen. I that we went into that memorial uh, gardens on uh, that morning, on the Saturday morning, and uh, it was just lightly snowing. And when we came out, it was I'd have to say eight inches or so. Uh, 
And now we've got a, a Dodge Caravan that six of us are piled into, plus our luggage. And we have to get to Red Deer for the Canadian Juniors the next day. This is 86? This is 86. Yeah. And so now there's myself and Ray and I think a technical producer and a director, and I think maybe one other person. And we we were supposed to fly. Well, that's all done. We ended up getting as now you know that the, the trucks know this the roads like the back of their hand. We are yep. being blinded in snow, and we finally make it to Revelstoke, and we have to spend the night in Revelstoke. Oh, yeah. And the next day, we travel on and travel on through the snow. We finally get past a checkpoint, and the armed forces is there with their cannons because they're going to shoot down some avalanches. <laughs> and this was my first experience. And anyway, we finally made it to Red Deer. It took us eight or nine hours just from Revelstoke to get to Red Deer. And we were on the air that night. Oh, but uh, it was interesting. The option of the bus, we could have taken the bus, and we decided to drive. And the bus made it through. Yeah. So that's, was, that's, that's, a, that's a memorable first go for your, for your first trip. Yeah, that was my first visit to Kamloops, and as I say, and uh, yeah, no, I, you know what, I, I have a great appreciation. Uh, again, I'm getting a little winded here, but it's one of those things that stays with you. You know, they always talk about, they always talk about curling being the heart of the country. Well, there are communities where there is no hockey pad or hockey rink, but there are quite often places that have curling facilities and no hockey and uh, you know you get into the prairies into saskatchewan some of the outer communities of of uh, alberta manitoba and there's no hockey pad but there's a quonset hut and two sheets of ice mm-hmm. uh, and the farmers will go in there and make their own ice and they're in there as soon as planting season is this the plants are under the ground and they play until the the uh, sowing season and they're back out and uh, working again and when you visit these communities and you see what curling means to them, I go, you know what, say all you want about hockey, but I think, in my humble opinion, curling is really the lifeblood of this country. Just, there you go. I was gonna I was gonna ask you about what makes these tournaments kinda unique. I think you just answered that question, I mean, to our to our nature uh uh as a country. But um I, I do have two more questions for you uh no, related to this tournament. Yeah. Um Number one storyline this week. What do you think it is? I know Carrie Anderson's going for the record time fourth in a row. You've got Jennifer Jones going for a record breaking seventh. What do you think is the number one storyline this week? Well, from a strictly uh, uh, playing standpoint, you have to look at those two and, and Rachel Holman and that Tracy Flurry, the addition of her. Um, they These teams have come a long way since the start of the season. Carrie Anderson, um, you would think they'd be able to rest. They don't. They never do. They're always tweaking. They're always working, and they're raising the level of the game. And the Olympics has done that. The Olympics has really um, forced teams to get better. Uh, Jennifer Jones, uh, who would have thought that she would come and nurture a team? And she is twice as old as the oldest player on that team. And, and and that's not to talk about age, but that's just to say, and then as well, she wants to play mixed doubles yeah. with her husband. So uh, 
so the, the woman is totally involved, but for her to do it with that young team, and that young team also to buy in. Uh, you know, they, they some people will have an ego and say, I don't care about Jennifer Jones, but they were all in, and it proved something. When I saw Rachel Holman and Tracy Fleury early in the season, I thought, no way. Um, it's only because Fleury I didn't think fit the, uh, the, the, the personality of the others, but she has. They've worked it out. So those are the, those are the stories on the ice. Then you get the Robin Silvernagels of the world, you know, coming a team that was thrown together, put together, last chance qualifier gets through after all her, 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 all the, the issues with her, her child and, and, and benefiting from the Sandra Schmerler foundation on top of it and going through and winning Saskatchewan. I mean, that's a wonderful story. And then you've got Skirlik out of, out of Alberta, this young girl who makes this shot, which even the greatest players would, are shaking their heads and going, the girl was ice. She was ice. And now you, but now you come to the show, and this is what it's all about. Now, who's going to be able to handle those, the, the pressure, the crowd? And you have to remember, too, we haven't had a paying crowd what, since uh, Moose Jaw in 20? Right. So no crowds in Vancouver or in Calgary. We only had some volunteers, some 500 volunteers in Thunder Bay. Now we're going to have crowds. That'll be new for a lot of these teams. Yeah. Anderson, Holman, the like, uh, uh, Jones, those teams who have had that experience may likely be the ones that we're talking about at the end. Yeah, there, there was one sad storyline for our city, the Brown Rink. They were, they're the home, they're part of the, the community's fabric, essentially, the sports community's fabric. And there was a chance, probably once in a career, to, to curl on home ice, and they lose in the extra end against Team Grandy. <laughs> what did you make of that storyline? Sure, she wants to play at home. But I mean, Kelsey Grandy, that story is one to, to look at, too, the fact that she decides to come west and has almost immediate success. And now on top of it, who's their coach? Nicholas Adine. Right. Wow. Wow. Isn't that something? Where did that come from? Well, we'll find out. But I, you know, listen, I give it to her. I mean, the fact that it's interesting that Clancy was with Tracy Fleury for a while, has played in Ontario. Uh, Now, the rest of these girls are all young. I mean, they're all what? They're all making their debuts. They're all BC Junior champions. Now, do you? Uh, how will that translate when they get out the first time? Are their knees going to be knocking? Is that going to be thunder we're hearing, or is those knees knocking? Yeah. And, uh, and whether you can, in fact, shut out the pressure of that moment. Do you want to be successful? But you know that old adage, you play one shot, one end at a time. The problem is this, this setup of 18 teams, groups of nine, with only three getting through, that's very difficult. Is, is, is Grandy going to have a tough time? Humble opinion, yes. Is she going to get through? Well, I better, they, better have the, they better have the event of their life to get through. But that being said, I wouldn't have put a lot of money last year in Thunder Bay on, uh, on uh, Andrea Kelly out of New Brunswick or even uh, Macarville out of out of uh, of uh, Northern Ontario. 
they had their best weeks. Now they're going to have to prove it again. But uh, so clients, it's not out of the question. Uh, it's not out of question, but it's going to be really tough for BC. Really is. Awesome. What What were you wearing in 1986? How's the style changed? <laughs> I well, you know, you know, I can tell you, we all wore our black jackets then, because we all. Oh, that's the, right. <laughs> we all wore the black jackets, and we had the TSN uh, TSN logo on the pocket. Yeah, very the little yellow. The little yellow logo there. Yes, it all looked like a neon, looked like a digital sign. I remember those. Yeah, that's no. We all wore the black jackets then, and I think probably, uh, probably. Wider pants. <laughs> yeah, bell-bottomish. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time, Vic. Thanks Thank very you. much. That was great. Yeah, Marty, it's a pleasure, my friend. And if you're down at the, if you come down to the rink, come and say hello. Please, love to meet you.